Hey, thanks so much for taking time to come to our epic Easter. We hope you and your family and your kids had an amazing time. We're so grateful that we got to meet you and connect with you. And we want to invite you back this Sunday to our main campus where we're going to be kicking off a new series all about the family. Whether you're starting a family, you have a family, or you're hoping to get into a family, this series is going to be a great help to you. And we hope to see you this coming Sunday at either our 9 a.m. service or our 1030 service. Hey, I hope you have a great day. Thanks for taking some time with us. God bless. What's up, Bay Area? Make some noise. How are you guys doing? We're excited that you are here, that you're here to be a part of this special day. I'm looking forward to just getting to know you, connect with you. And this part isn't going to be long, but I believe it's really, really important. I believe today is going to be very special and very exciting to be a part of because for me, Easter's huge, right? It's big. How many just love Easter? It's like one of your favorite holidays, right? It's just awesome, right? I love Easter. But the reason I love Easter so much is because of what happened 21 years ago. And I know you're looking at me like, 21? You look like you're 14, man. I, I, I don't see 21. And I know, I get carded to buy cough syrup all the time. So I totally get it. I understand. But 21 years ago, it was at an Easter service that I made a decision to give Jesus my life. And I believe today that there's somebody else that today, you're not just coming to an event. You're going to have an experience, a life-changing experience. And so that's what we want to have for you today. Also, one of the things that we're doing today is this is a special event for us. But next Sunday, my wife and I, we carry so strongly for families. That's why we do these families events. We believe in strong families. And so next week, we're doing a family series. It's called My Imperfect Family. I want to invite you back to that. So plan on coming to our location at 397 Blossom Hill. We'd love to have you there. we got things for the kids, and we meet at 9 and 1030. We'd love to stay connected with you. Well, right now, let me turn our attention toward the fact that all of us one day in our life have to make decisions, right? There are those moments where we are at a crossroads, right? Are we going to go left or are we going to go right? Are we going to marry him or are we going to marry her? Are we going to go on that date or are we not going to go on that date? We're going to take that job or not take that job because we're all at pivotal crossroad moments in our life, right? And some of us, we have a hard time making decisions. Raise your hand if you have a hard time making decisions, even little decisions, right? Yes. I hate it when I'm stuck behind you in a drive-thru. Just saying. Just saying. It's the worst person to be behind if somebody doesn't know what they want in the drive-thru, okay? So, but the people that know what they want, that they're like, yes, I know exactly. You are like my hero. You know what you want. You're just in and out. And it's great because you're really good with decisions. But some of us, the reason we're bad with decisions is because of the fact that sometimes we're afraid we're going to make the wrong decision and mess up or that we're going to miss out. And so when it comes to decisions, we're afraid that we're going to mess up or we're going to miss out. Well, today I want to share with you the greatest decision that you can make. And I want to look at just a quick verse out of the book of Luke 23. Because today is Easter, and Easter is all about one event. And that is Jesus dying on a cross, being buried for three days, and then rising again on the third day. That is Easter. Easter is so powerful, but there was a guy that hung on the cross with Jesus. Jesus wasn't the only one to die on the cross. It's not what he did on the cross that was special. It's what he did in the grave that was special, okay? So Jesus rose again. He conquered death for you and for me. 
And so that's what we're going to talk about. But there's this criminal that in Luke 23, he writes about him. And he said that there was two criminals that were hanging on the cross with Jesus. Now, here's what's powerful, and I love this story, and I think you're going to love it too. Because one criminal saw what Jesus was going through and started mocking him. He's like, if you're really Jesus, you're really the Messiah, then get yourself off the cross. And while you're getting yourself off the cross, take me with you. Come on, let's go. Let's go. And the other criminal, get this, he was like, do you not fear God? You see, we deserve to be here, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Here's what's crazy. Jesus is bloody. He's beaten. He's hanging on a cross. He doesn't look like a king. He doesn't look like a king at all. But yet in that moment, that one criminal, he said, I see something that nobody else sees. The crowd didn't see it. Pilate didn't see it. Herod didn't see it. Jesus' own disciples didn't see it. They ran. But yet this criminal on the cross sees something. And here's what's crazy. He's the least likely to see it out of anybody. You would think the religious people would see that. Oh, that's Jesus. He's holy. He's worthy of my attention. But at that moment, only the criminal saw it. He's the least likely. Some of you in the stadium, you're the least likely person. I grew up in a family with seven other kids. And if you talk to my parents, they'll tell you I was the hardest to raise. All right. My family, we're German, so I'm super stubborn. And so it's just uh, really difficult for me. And a lot of times people look at me and they're like, you are the least likely to succeed. And I was. I was. I didn't learn to read till I was in third grade, y'all. I didn't learn to read. And I was just not really good at school, not very educated. As a matter of fact, my senior year of high school, I did homeschool. So homeschool, when you're going to do a school reunion, you just look in the mirror. There you go. There's your reunion right there. So for me, I wasn't all that academic. I'm the least likely. But yet God wants to take the least likely and use them in the most profound way this morning. So if you're here thinking, man, I'm the least likely, you have the opportunity that can change your course of your life. And so here's this criminal. He's hanging on this cross. And at this moment, it's the worst moment of Jesus' life. And here's this criminal standing up for Jesus. But I want to know something. Why did this criminal stop? I mean, what changed it for this criminal? What was it that made him stop and realize something? What made him see something about Jesus that everybody else didn't see? That's my question, right? How did he go from ridiculing Jesus to rejecting Jesus to an ultimate redemption story? And that's what we want to see, right? We want to see somebody go from rejection to redemption. And that's the power of this story. That's the power that Jesus has and I want to share it with you. But how did that happen? Here's what happened. You see, that criminal saw something about Jesus that nobody else saw. What was it? It was this, because he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what did Jesus say? Jesus responds to me today. You will be with me in paradise. And that blows my mind. You say, why does that blow your mind? Because he didn't say go to church. He didn't say take communion. He didn't say do some good works. He didn't say get baptized, get sprinkled, get dunked, sing a praise song, lift your hands, buy a Bible. What did he say? Today, you and me, paradise. You see, this is what it reminds me. 
The criminal changed because he realized that Jesus cared more about his future than his failure. Somebody clap for that. Isn't that awesome? That God cares more about your future than your failure. No matter what you've been through. No matter what you've done. This morning, Jesus loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And his arms are stretched out open wide saying, I love you this morning. The Bible tells us that they nailed his hands open. Why? Why did they nail his hands open? Because his hands are not closed towards you. They're open towards you. They're open no matter what your lifestyle, what you've been through, what's happened to you. It doesn't matter. Jesus' hand is open this morning. Jesus' hand is saying, come on, I'll accept you. I'll receive you. Your family may reject you. You may have had a divorce one or two times. You may have had dysfunctional relationships. But this morning, I'm telling you, there's a God in heaven who's send his son Jesus who said I love you and all the brokenness dysfunction and I'm willing to give my life for you that's the story of the cross that's the story of Easter it's not an egg it's not an Easter bunny it's not the expensive chocolate you bought for your kids and now they're so hyper they can't sit down and you got to send them off to grandma's because you need a nap this afternoon that's not what Easter's about. Easter's about Jesus and an empty tomb. So first of all, what changed his mind was the fact that he saw that Jesus cares more about my future than my failure. So get over your past and say, you know what? Jesus got over it. He got over it on the cross. You see, the next thing is not just that he saw that Jesus cared more about his future than his failure. He saw this. Jesus conquered his fear of the future. What did the criminal say to Jesus? He said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Help me out. How many saw the movie Coco? Wasn't that a great Disney movie? I'm telling you what. I'm German. I rarely cry. But when I watched Coco, I was like, I'm bawling in the theater, man. That movie had me crying, had me bawling. And I don't cry for anything. I'm telling you, there's times my wife and I will have an argument. And I just think, you know what? If I could cry right now, if she could see a tear coming down my cheek, she would be way easier to deal with. Because women like when they see a guy a little bit emotional. But I don't get emotional. Except when Disney makes a movie, I get emotional, y'all. And so here we see that the movie Coco, the premise was if you, if nobody remembers you you fade into nothing sounds like what this criminal thought too he's saying somebody's got to remember me because nobody was there at the cross for him nobody was there and so he's saying Jesus maybe you'll remember me and here's what's so great Jesus is like I'll do more than remember you hey guess what I'm gonna take you to the gates of heaven today I'm gonna stamp your passport you're going with me it's pain in the morning but it's paradise in the evening that's what Jesus offered you see Jesus he said I'm gonna pay your price with my blood on the cross and I know some of you are like why are you talking about death and death is not a very encouraging subject this morning but it's an enlightening subject this morning and so this morning I want you to see that Jesus paid the price for this criminal and he paid your price because you and I had a debt we couldn't pay I don't like debt how many of you raise your hand you got some debt you got some debt you got some debt yeah 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 we all got debt credit card debt Debt, mortgage debt, car debt, debt to the ex-wife, debt to uh, banks. We got debt. Jesus said, I wiped it out. I forgave the debt. 
Jesus paid our price. Not only that, Jesus took our place this morning. You see, we don't have to go and nail ourselves to a cross. Jesus said, I did that for you. You don't got to do that anymore. You don't have to do that. I paid the price. I took your place. And guess what? He then makes him a promise. He says, today you'll be with me in paradise. Here's what's so awesome. Jesus makes you a promise too. I love that Jesus doesn't make predictions. He makes promises this morning. And he made the greatest promise of all. That whosoever will may come unto me. That whosoever will will receive me, will find me. And Jesus is saying, I'm open to you if you'll accept me. But here's what's so amazing. The other thief, he didn't get it. But this criminal, the least likely, he got it. It reminds me that Jesus cares about everyone and anyone. And Jesus said, I'll go to you. But then lastly, as we wrap up, as I land this plane, as we get ready to go find some Easter eggs, as we get ready to go off and have some ham, uh, I got one final point, and that's this. Jesus calls you to a better future. He's calling you this morning. I know when we think about the resurrection, some of us, we think, no, come on, that couldn't have, couldn't have happened. And we think everybody's good, right? Like you just have this idea that eh, everybody's a good person. Just be a good person. You'll make it into heaven. And if you really believe that everybody was a good person, then why did you lock your car when you left the parking lot? Because you believe not everybody's a good person. And you're afraid somebody's going to steal the lint in your seats. And so you locked it or your car seat, your iPad, your phone, your camera, whatever you left in there. I know you didn't leave your phone, actually. You'll leave your wife and your kids before you leave your phone. All right. I mean, you sleep with that phone. You stare at it. So I know you didn't leave your phone. But here's what's so amazing. Jesus said, I made a promise. You see, this criminal, he went from ridiculing Jesus to rejecting him to now it's a redemption story. He's found his way back to God. Here's what's so powerful. I love a redemption story. I was watching the Netflix special, Lemony Snickets. Any Lemony Snickets fans in the house? Come on, give it up for some Lemony Snickets. And little Count Olaf, I was watching that whole series. And the whole time I'm like, oh, hate me that Count Olaf. Can't stand him. Man, that guy's so messed up. But then at the very end, the last episode, there's Count Olaf. He's got the arrow in his stomach. And then he says, I've had worse. And he marches through the ocean and he picks up Kit. And I'm like, yes, yes, Count Olaf. It's a redemption story. This morning, this criminal has a redemption story. And Jesus is our redemption story. He bought us back by the blood of Jesus. But in Luke 24, it says that they buried Jesus in a grave. And then the women came on the third day, Sunday morning, very early in the morning, with spices to anoint the body. I call these women the Spice Girls. That's my bad preacher jokes, okay? The Spice Girls are coming to anoint the body of Jesus. But when they get to the tomb, it's open. And there's two angels sitting where Jesus' body should have been. And I love that the angels are sitting where the body that was dead was sitting because it reminds me of the fact that the angels said we don't have to fear death and they were sitting down on what we should be afraid of and they said it's conquered you see Jesus rose again for you and I that's what Easter's all about three days ago I had coffee with somebody that said aren't all religions the same I said no my friend they're not I said, there's one key difference about every religion. And listen to me, if you haven't listened to anything this morning, quiet the kids, quiet the phone, stare right at me at this moment. This is the most important moment of your entire life. And this is it. Because he looked at me and I said this. I said, the 
gospel is all about the resurrection. Nobody else has a resurrection. I said it's not that we say we're better. It's that we've got a resurrection. It's that Jesus got up from the dead. And you may think he's dead, but here's what I want to tell you this morning. I was watching a little video, and this was all about Death Valley. And I don't know, anybody familiar with Death Valley, California? It's the driest, hottest place in the earth. Temperatures in the summer will average 120 degrees. Peak temperatures, 137, okay? That's where you swallow popcorn kernels and just lay on a sidewalk and it'll just pop in your stomach, okay? That's where you put the cookies in the car and the car will cook your cookies, all right? It's hot and there's nothing growing in Death Valley, hence the name Death Valley. Well, this year, because of El Nino, normally they get two inches of water a year, but because of El Nino, in a matter of a few days, they got seven inches. And because there were seven inches of water, guess what happened to Death Valley? Something they didn't know could happen in Death Valley. They thought it was a valley of death, but something that scientists call a super bloom happened, and the whole valley was covered flowers and the park ranger said this valley I thought was a valley of death it is actually a valley of life this morning you see it wasn't dead it was dormant it's not dead it's dormant Jesus isn't dead he's dormant but he's alive he is risen he has redeemed us and whosoever will may come to him may choose him today today I want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus your savior to invite Jesus into your life that's the reason we got up early that's the reason why people were here to 1:45 a.m. this morning because of you and this one opportunity to tell you about Jesus and his love this morning he loves you with an everlasting love he loves you more than you've ever been loved before he loves you and this morning I want to give you an opportunity to receive him and so what I want to do is I want to ask you to pray a prayer with me if you believe that Jesus had died on the cross that he rose again three days and that he is a free gift of salvation he's not a way to heaven he said I am the way the truth and the life no man comes to the Father but by me he didn't say a way he said I'm the way and he's not trying to single anybody out he's just saying look I got up out of a grave I conquered death that's who I want to follow and I want to give you the opportunity to follow him this morning too so here's what I want to do up on the screen I'm gonna put a prayer and it's a prayer that we all can pray and we're all gonna pray it together out loud here's what I want to do the reason we're gonna pray it all together out loud is because some of you are coming to God for the first time and some of you are coming back to God after a long time and so I'm gonna put this prayer up on the screen it's in English it's in Spanish and it's in Vietnamese or it's in Spanish twice I can't tell but we're gonna look at it and we're gonna pray this prayer would you pray this prayer with me out loud let's pray it together it says dear Jesus I'm standing at a crossroads to receive you or reject you today I choose you to receive you into my heart I turn away from my old life I will follow you with all my heart thank you for dying on the cross to pay my sin I invite you now into my life amen if you prayed that prayer on the count of three I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand on the count of three you slip up your hand God says I'm not afraid to be your God will you stand up unashamed today will you stand up today and say I gave my life to Jesus on the count of three if you prayed that prayer with me just shout it up and lift up your hands one get ready two on three you lift your hands three if you pray that prayer lift your hands let's celebrate there are people who are giving their lives to Jesus this is what the Pope's about you're the one you're the one
morning, if you prayed that prayer and you want to talk to somebody, we have counselors at the bottom of each row. And you can slip out at any time and you can talk to them. And they'll have a Bible for you and a gift for you. But this is the greatest day of your life. This is a life-changing day. And maybe you want to take it a step further and you want to be water baptized. We have everything you'll need to be water baptized. The Bible says that they that gladly received him were then baptized in water baptism. We have a jacuzzi tub ready. And if you say, I want to be baptized, we've got shirts, we've got shorts, we've got change of undergarments, we got deodorant makeup, we got stuff. Maybe you just need some clothes. Go get baptized. There's some clothes over there. And so you can say, you know what? I gave my life to Jesus today, and I want to get baptized. We got people that are going to be baptized. If you want to get baptized right now, you can slip out of your seat, and you can go get baptized at any time. We've got everything you need. But right now, let me pray for you, and we're going to transition our service into our Easter egg hunt. Let me pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for how good you are. Thank you for the hundreds of hands this morning that raised their hand and said, I give my life to Jesus. I make him the Lord of my life. And they received you this morning. I pray that you would help them to grow in you. Help them not to forget tomorrow the decision that they made. I pray for the single dad struggling. I pray for the single mom struggling. I pray for the divorcee. I pray for the one that's lonely, the one that's battling depression, the one that's thoughts. I pray for the one that feels like nobody loves them. They feel abandoned. I pray for the teenage girl struggling with identity. I pray for the teenage boy who's struggling with his self-doubt and depression. I pray that they would find liberty, that they would find freedom, because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And so, Father, we want to celebrate you. We want to worship you. We love you, Jesus. We pray this in your powerful name. Amen. Let's sing and worship one last song together.